to the I Am A Feminine Leader podcast, conversations with women who have transformed challenging life experiences into powerful lessons that have inspired community building in all aspects of their lives. I am your host, Michelle Hussayag-Nessit, Community Design and Impact Specialist, here to activate the community builder in you with inspiring stories, practical tools, and strategies that anyone with passion and vision for community building can use to amplify their impact. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I am going to be sharing a little snippet with my older daughter, Maribel. Do you know, Maribel, what the word resiliency means? No, Mom, I don't know what that word means. Well, Munchkin, resiliency means that no matter how hard things are, how frustrated you get, that you are able to look deep inside your heart and believe that you can get through it and you can actually do things about it to make yourself and the people around you feel better. So... I believe that COVID and the pandemic has made your generation so resilient because of everything that you've had to overcome. And if you can think about really special lessons that you can pass on to others, then that means that everywhere you go, you are going to help others and you are going to be a powerful force for positive change. Is there anything else you want to say about the pandemic or anybody that might be listening to you right now? Yes. Family is important. No matter what, they're always there for you. And and family always care. And they um, always listen and um, no matter what, they're always with you. This week on the podcast, I want to explore resiliency with you and what that means for you as an individual and what it means collectively in your family and in your community. And I'm going to be sharing another excerpt from my personal memoir that shares a story that for me, was incredibly difficult to write and to acknowledge. But I do feel like that every day that passes, I am slowly but surely reclaiming my story and affirming my leadership for my family and community through my actions and and passing that knowing and that wisdom on to my children. Community building is not just about being a part of a group of people or going to a specific place. Community building starts with you. It starts with your energy and how you share that with the people around you. Because ultimately, in my opinion, community is how we harness the collective power of everyone's individual strengths so that we can master something together. So in our family, and and what I hope to share with my community, is the practice 
of loving kindness because kindness is a universal language and can be felt with everyone in any situation. So thank you for being here today. We are in this together, mamas. We are doing it. And and every single day we get up and we show up for our kids is a good day. As parents and caregivers, we are so much more than guardians to the youth around us. We are models. We are safe havens, if nothing else. And I truly believe that when we embody our feminine energy, that is when we lead with heart and allow love to clear the path forward. So if you hear little bits and pieces of your family or yourself in this story, I would love to hear from you. So without further ado, here's my story to inspire you to cultivate love within your heart so that you can clear your own path forward. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I literally lie wide awake wondering if the words I said to my eight-year-old daughter today will affect her essence for the rest of her life. We were arguing and I lost my temper. She lost her temper and we had a full-blown tantrum. Our hearts collided in a tsunami of frustration, anger, and helplessness. COVID has forced us to be together 24-7, and I remember being desperate to have time away from her, even when she was nine months old. Oh, it's so difficult for me to say that, but if you're a mom, maybe you can relate to feeling that as well. Always a demanding and willful child, Maribel kept me awake most nights. In the womb, she kicked ferociously until I rubbed her the right way. And as a baby, she wailed and cried until I gave her what she needed exactly as she needed it. Then as a toddler, she refused to follow instructions and always rebelled against the slightest authority. And now at eight years old, she's beginning to scare me literally freak me out with how she exists in the world and equally how messed up the world is in spite of her. I don't think any parent ever aspires to be perfect, but when you have a child that is not easy, perfection is one of the first things you mourn and have to let go of. And for me as a recovering perfectionist, this It hit home really, really hard for me and took a very long time to grow and accept. Because children like Maribel are gifted free spirits sent to this earth to teach us about morality, patience, grace, and acceptance. I believe that they are earth angels dressed in black with indigo wings, silver halos, and fiery palms. My Maribel is the Maleficent in my story. Beautiful and strong, but compulsive, mean, and vengeful too. Her feminine energy is intense, and if not channeled directly, it can burn, sting, it can even kill. I have been burned many, many times, and when she was nine months old, I could not take her blows any longer. As much as I loved her and wanted to be with her, 
I made the decision to go back to work and put her in daycare. It devastated me to realize that my own child needed more than I could give, and work was only a temporary escape from a disconnected connection. Thankfully, the quality of our time eventually grew richer, and she was a happier kid. Ever since, I swore that I would never deprive her of those needs outside of myself ever again. My love for her was stronger than my ego, and I felt blessed knowing that there were other people in her life that nurtured her so deeply, and she was forming her own little community around her that supported her in the best way that she needed at that moment in time. So when the pandemic lockdown happened, I realized that I was back in that situation. All of a sudden, I had to be everything for her again, and I knew how it was going to turn out. Setting the intention and living it are two very different things. In our world, we never intended to be mean or hurtful to each other. We never wanted to argue all day or make each other cry. Our intentions were pure, and we shared them regularly to try and remind ourselves of what we wanted for each other. But the bonds of our community were breaking and crumbling from underneath us, and that helplessness at times just felt overwhelming. But all the articulation, all of the conversations and talking it out was not translating into action. And I believe that community is a verb and that our actions are what create community around us, not a place or a thing or a group. So no matter how we tried, how we adapted and changed our style of communication, or how we prepared, we always ended up with the same results. It was the definition of insanity, fighting, crying, being helpless, heartbroken, feeling frustrated and distant. The distance between us that compounded daily was so disheartening. I remember the first time I went to touch her face in apology, and she turned away from me, flinching at my touch. It shook me to my core, and all of a sudden I felt her slipping away for real. Her entire world was stripped from her because of the pandemic, and I wasn't enough. The pandemic has put immense pressure on all of us, more than we can bear most days but somehow we are still standing and we are still a family. I am learning that my Maribel is the righteous feminine leader because her intuition about the world, her rebellion against norms and structures that are ingrained in us and don't serve us, and her blatant refusal to comply with the status quo challenged my femininity and how I express myself in the world. My Maribel pulls me down paths I would otherwise avoid. So if you are a parent of a beautiful daughter or son, and you can relate to this story, I feel you, I see you, and I celebrate you for, for the incredible resilience of you and your family. Maribel and I, we still fight daily, we still cry a lot, and we still hurt each other immensely. I tried to set an example of compassion and kindness, but still get angry and frustrated when she doesn't follow me. 
And every time that I'm triggered by her, it calls me to reflect about why I am triggered. What conditioning do I need to unlearn so that I can become more connected to her true nature and allow that to thrive? She is definitely not a follower, thank goodness. <sighs> but she does shut down when rules have to be followed, and I do discipline her to make her understand why. She challenges authority, which is not a terrible thing. It makes you earn her attention. So in our household, we are always striving for radical love and acceptance, and we compromise but sometimes those compromises can end up creating false transactions that don't actually give either of us what we really want or need. We both want to please. Maribel really wants to please, but on her own terms. Some days I feel like we are literally blowing our brains out trying to do the things you're supposed to do in a world that is supposed to be right. But if one thing that the pandemic has shown me, and I'm sure it has shown so many of you listeners as well, is that there is something really, really wrong with the world right now. It's really difficult to pinpoint it because the experience is so unique for every individual and family. But you know deep in your heart that something's got to give. And I believe the world is only right when you make it right. So how are we doing that? Well, Maribel and I, instead of trying to be kind and good all the time, we are ourselves and acknowledge when we have hurt each other. We say sorry and mean it. We forgive. Instead of following schedules or timelines, we create our own and are learning about accountability, not just do as you were told and follow the crowd. And instead of being perfect and knowing the answer, we are exploring possibilities, questioning what is before us, and analyzing whether it is valuable or relevant to us. We are creating our own classroom, where life is the subject and there are no tests. And most importantly, we show up for each other every single day. So Maribel may not get all the homework done. She may not be a good reader. She may not be as book smart as some other kids, but my Maribel is a creative free spirit and she is going to own her voice. She will share her gifts with the world and she will cultivate her feminine leadership style all on her own in this chaotic world. She is not less than because she is not a good girl. Her unique style and her personality are exactly what I and the community around us need from her in this very moment. She is my fire and challenges me daily to transcend the norms of parenthood, the mother I think I am, so that I can embody the mother I truly am. And let go of the woman and mother society tells me that I should be. Let go of all of the titles and masks and, and images and roles and rules that women and caregivers must abide by. 
that we must aspire for. Because what I am discovering and what I know that you believe and feel as well in your heart is that our hearts know the truth. And our children are a mirror into ourselves. So if you can relate to your child, if you can see little bits and pieces of yourself in your child, you can be a community leader in your family by creating a culture that is nurturing and supportive of all of the individual strengths that each family member possesses so that it can be channeled and directed into a powerful collective force. And that is where real sustainable impact happens. That is where leadership begins to happen. Leadership is not what we are. It is what we do. And my little Maribel, she is a leader at eight years old. She is a leader at 14. She is a leader at 20. She is a leader at 50 and 80 and 100. If she has the blessing to live that long. We have leadership abilities and capabilities at every age and stage of life. And I invite you all, listeners, to explore that for yourself. Explore your inner child and ask, what did I really need? Because if I'm able to fulfill that need today, then that means I can model radical love and acceptance for the youth around me. And I can inspire them to fulfill their needs so that they can embody their highest purpose and their power to be leaders in their communities today and always. So one way that you can do this is to be honest with yourself and with them about your imperfections. We hear this concept of the perfect woman imperative, and it just breaks my heart, you know, because when I, I don't need to see you, there's no camera here, there's no audience, I'm in my office in my apartment, and I'm recording this, and I have in my mind a vision of all of you listening, and I can see you, I can see your radiance, I can see your beauty. I can feel your energy. And believe me, there's a community builder in you. There's a feminine leader in you. And she is incredible. And I cannot wait to meet her. So thank you again for tuning in to this episode. And please let me know in the comments or reach out to me through my website at www.iamafeminineleader.com. Share a story of a feminine leader in your life, young or old, that is so worthy of celebration. And remember that this is just my story. It is literally the tip of the iceberg. There's so, so much more to come. So many more voices and stories and communities to talk about and to share. So I hope that you'll continue to join in this exploration. Thank you. Until next time.